Welcome to the Jason Claus Show. I'm Jason Claus, your host, and today we're going to be talking about, as always, parenting. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jason Claus. This is the Jason Claus Show. My experience is that the best leaders out there, they are idea collectors. They're always on the lookout for great ways to lead their team, to build culture, to get more accomplished with less. And that's what this show is about. It's about finding those ideas and sharing them with an ever-growing community of busy leaders here in the Bay Area. Today, we're changing it up a little bit. We're going to be changing it up for a while because we're living in a different world. I think I mentioned in my last episode that it's become very apparent to me that there's some real gaps in my parenting. And I'm doing a new book or reading a new book, not doing it. I'm reading a new book or rereading a book. It's entitled Positive Disciplined Parenting Tools. This is my second time through. And the way I always learn things is if I can get it to the point where I can share it with other people, I've internalized it enough that I can I can begin to try to master it. And that's what this is an attempt to do. This episode, we're going to be digging into some uh, some tools, our very first set of tools. I'm calling this t- uh, this episode Decoding Your Child's Behavior. And I think there's great parallels as with all the concepts in this book between parenting and leading and working with our teams. So there's some some extensions there that uh, that we can make. And if you're a parent, this is just a a great thing to uh, to, to listen to. All right, we're going to get into it right after this. The Jason Claus Show is brought to you by Ensay. Computer problems can be frustrating and incredibly expensive. They're also almost always avoidable. You deserve a better computing experience and you can trust Ensight to deliver it. To find out more about Ensight's process-driven approach to delivering computer system support, go to www.ensight.net and check it out. All right. Welcome back from the break. Like I said, we're going to be talking about the next chapter in the book, Positive Disciplined Parenting Tools. I'm calling this one Decode Your Child's Behavior. Before I get into that, I got some thank yous that I I want to hand out here. There's two guys that I just really, really appreciate. Over the last couple of weeks, they've just been sending out goodness into the world jokes and positive emails. And they're noteworthy in that that's the only thing I'm getting from them. And I just want to give a shout out to to both of them. Mark Goodman, he is the owner of Goodman Benefits, and he's in the employee benefits business. He's just been making me laugh. Mark, thank you so much. Rick Calloway, he's with Calloway Insurance, and he's been sending out just really positive notes about positive news items. And I'm just grateful for you guys. Thank you for doing that. I'm going to include links to your LinkedIn profiles and in the show notes. And I'd encourage everybody that's listening to reach out to them and connect with them. They are just good people to know and good business operators. The other plug I want to give to the guys on my team, Samuel Hatton and Robert Gillette, they both work with me at Insight and they've been doing some podcasts on Samuel's podcast. It's called Courage Hub. And they've been talking about grief because at some level, in one form or another, I think all of us have been experiencing that. And I just appreciate the, the, 
the effort and what they're trying to do. And I want to encourage you to go check that out. You can hit up Samuel's podcast. Again, it's called Courage Hub and it's www.couragehub.com. And the episode to pick up would be episode number 81, Denial and Isolation, the Five Stages of Grief. I'm also going to include links to them on LinkedIn and a link in the show notes to Courage Hub. So I'd encourage you to check that out. We're going to start off the the episode with a quote from Rudolf Dreikers. He's one of the the forefathers of the the science that goes into this parenting methodology. And what he says is children decide amongst themselves which role they intend to play in the family and parents reinforce their decision. And that's pretty insightful. Um, It's a good starting off point for where we're going. One last thing before we dive into the content. Why should you be listening to me? I want to be really upfront here. I am not an expert, but I want to be a better parent. And the best way I know how to do that is to find a book or find another expert and learn what they're doing. The way that I learn best is by trying to figure out how to teach it to somebody else. And I'm arrogant enough to think that I can do it. So I don't know if I'm doing a good job or not, but I want to help others. And that's why I'm trying to do this in a podcast format. The other thing I really like about it is that this parallels a lot of the lean management principles that we're trying to implement at Insight. And I just love that I can work on things at work and work on things at home and they're kind of related and they're both aimed at trying to help me be better, better as a parent, better as a manager, better, just a better overall person. And I just find that really encouraging. Um, I'm going to include a link to the introductory episode in the show notes. If you haven't listened to that first, why don't you go back? I I talk about this in a little more detail. So last thing, why this book? Well, it was written by some, some really smart people and it's a family, right? Jane Nelson's the mom, Mary Nelson, Tamborski and Brad Ange are her kids. And this book has sold more than 2 million copies. And then it's based on work from Alfred Adler and Rudolf Dreikers. And I'm going to include notes to, uh, excuse me, links in the show notes uh, about them as well. I'm also going to include a link to their website if you want to go check that out. So the key premise of this parenting methodology is, is that kids, they're just like everybody else. They have a primary goal to belong and feel significant or to feel loved is another way to think about it. And that need isn't always met. In fact, if we think about it, that's one of the key drivers for most of the bad things that happen in the world, right? That, that unmet need. And kids, just like adults, make all kinds of mistakes trying to overcome the bad feelings that go when that primary need is not met. And with children, though, parents misidentify those mistakes as misbehavior and treat the symptoms instead of treating the root cause. Because when you think about it, this model is an awful lot like an iceberg, right? The, the top of the, of the iceberg, the part above the waterline, that's the only part that we can see, and that's the behavior. And more often than not, what I'm doing that's not right is um, trying to address the behavior, and, and not the underlying causes, right? Underneath that behavior, underneath the waterline is this belief driving the behavior. And we'll talk more. There's, there, there's different beliefs that, that um, uh, private logic is another way that it's described in the book that drive that behavior. 
But the thing that informs that private logic is, again, this root issue, this desire or this unmet need to belong and feel significant. Right? So when you think about it that way, if I can figure out what the behavior is, or excuse me, if I can figure out what that private logic is, as a parent, I could be most effective if I can understand what that is, what's driving the behavior. And then I can focus my attention on changing that underlying belief, encouraging them and making them feel like they belong and they're significant. Ultimately, I can solve it at a root cause level and uh, impact the behavior once and for good and, and get and get my children closer to those those adults that I'm hoping to release into the world that are confident, that are kind, that are good problem solvers. Right. So we're going to introduce two tools here in this episode that will help me identify that behavior or help us identify that behavior. The mistaken goal detective clue form and the mistaken goal chart. And what these tools will allow me to do is to choose behaviors that I find challenging. Now, this is after the fact. Uh, I can't use these tools in the midst of it because I'm usually having, my feelings are, 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 are too big at that point. But after the fact, as a diagnostic tool, I can identify my feelings and how I reacted and then use that as a guide to identify my child's reaction and then use that to identify what belief might be behind the behavior Finally, giving me a, a guide to experiment with different approaches to encourage behavior change. And that's the rest of the book, right? The rest of the book is these different tools that I can use to, uh, to accomplish that. And again, I like this because it's a lot like an A3 and a PDCA cycle from Lean. Um, and so it's something that, that again, the, 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 the two different things that I'm, I'm spending most of my time on, they're, they're, they're very close related. There's also, it, this isn't part of that, but I did an episode on the podcast a long time ago called Five Root Causes of Employee Underperformance. And that's, a, that's another diagnostic tool. I'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. So we're using these tools and we're going to try to identify what the mistaken beliefs are, what the private logic is. And there's only four of them. And we want to go through them really quickly. The first one is undue attention. And the belief there is I belong only when you pay constant attention to me and or give me special service. And the coded message that the child's telling me is notice me, involve me usefully. The next one is misguided power. And the belief there is I belong only when I'm the boss, or at least don't let you be the boss. And the coded message there is let me help. Give me choices. The next one is revenge. I don't belong and that hurts. So I'll get even by hurting others. That's the belief. And the coded message there is I'm hurting. Validate my feelings. The final one is assumed inadequacy. And the belief there is I give up. Leave me alone. And the coded message is don't give up on me. Show me small steps. And you can see how these beliefs, they're not just for children. Like I struggle with these. You probably struggle with some of these, but, but, but putting them together like this and, and diagnosing them like this, I find really empowering. So now we're going to go through a demonstration of using the goal, the mistaken goal detective clue form and the mistaken goal chart. And I'm going to include links to all of these things and all of these tools in the show notes. There's one other tool that I'm going to include. It's a feelings wheel because I have a hard time describing what I'm feeling, right? I know angry or happy, but I, I don't. I don't have the vocabulary to really describe how I'm feeling. And this, and this wheel helps, helps me to do that. 
So step one, think of a recent challenge you had with a child, write it down, describe what occurred as though you were writing a script. What did the child do? How did you react? What happened next? So I'm going to use an interaction with my six-year-old. I caught her playing with a toy that belonged to my 10-year-old. She didn't have permission to play with it. That's a rule. And she ended up breaking the toy. That's how I found out that she was breaking the rule. Of course, I got angry and yelled at her. Uh, I I told her that she was going to have to pay for it out of her own money. It didn't go well. I was not kind. I was not firm. Her reaction was not good. So, So that's what happened. Step two, what was I feeling in the middle of the challenge? And so that's where I pull out the feeling wheel and angry, of course. And then as I move uh, from the center of the feeling wheel out to the, to, to the edge of the perimeter of the feeling wheel, I went from angry, okay, frustrated. Yeah, I was frustrated. And then frustrated, infuriated, infuriated described me. That's, that's, the, that's what I was feeling. Step three, move your finger over to column three of the chart and see if your behavior as it describes in your challenge comes close to one of the ones that are outlined there. And so my response that, that maps to, to, to column three, you can't get away with this. Uh, that resonated with me. So you can see how I, I'm, I'm on the right track on the, on the mistaken goal chart. All right. How did the child respond to that? Right. And her response was, defiant compliance. She just, she did what I said and she, and she said the right words, but you could just tell she was seething underneath, right? Which then takes us to step five, right? When we, when we move back to column one, we're at, we, we, we may have discovered the mistaken goal, right? And in this case, it's misguided power. She wants to be the boss, right? You can't make me observe your rules, right? That I, I think we're on to something. So step six, if I go over to column five, um, what's the mistaken belief that's driving that, right? I belong only when I'm the boss in control or proving no one can boss me around or, or I put another way, you can't make me. This is, this is sounding right to me. So step seven, move your finger to column six. Does this come close to the belief you have that might contribute to the behavior, right? Now, this is a tough one to swallow, right? Because step seven is saying, I'm actually encouraging this. And it's not really th- this belief that she has. I'm encouraging this with the way I react to her. Um, now, this is not about blame. And if you're reading in the book, or if you look at any of the tools, this is spelled out that this is, a, it's about diagnosing problems. It's not about making you, making it your fault. But there's two sides to every story. So when I looked at that, what, how was I contributing? And uh, do what I say, yeah, that's that's very much where I was. I believe that telling you what to do and lecturing or punishing you when you don't do it is the best way to motivate you to do better. And that's what I was doing. That's what I do. And if I can change that and you insert a different tool, I can deliver a different message and I can contribute to something different. So it's a little bit uncomfortable step seven, but but it, as I got through it, it's, it's also empowering. So step eight, um, now we're at the coded message, right? What does she really need? What does my six-year-old really need? Help me. Give me choices. That's, that, that's what this behavior is telling me. This is the clue to start using kindness and firmness to encourage my child uh, and, and address that unmet need of belonging um, that, she's, that she's working through right now. So I've got a whole bunch of different tools that I can use 
Uh, and, and each one of these will be something that we talk about in future episodes because they're different tactics and tools that I can use to positively encourage my child kindly and firmly. So step one, one of the ideas, I can acknowledge that I can't make you do anything. I can offer limited choices. I can choose not to fight with you, but also not to give in. I can make sure I calm down before I do any kind of correction, right? Connect before correct. Be kind and firm. I can act. Don't talk, right? We can make agreements and I can decide what I'm going to do um, the next time I see that behavior and just act. Um, we can create routines together and let those be the boss. We can work to develop mutual respect and kindness for one another. Also, develop mutual respect between siblings. We can ask for help setting limits. I can practice follow through. And use family meetings. I, we'll do an episode on family meetings. I just, I love that tool. But those are all different things that I could use. And then finally, step 10 is about going back and seeing how it worked. Did it work? What can we change? And it's not just me, but it's me and the child working together to problem solve. And, and that's step 10 is what is what makes it look like a PDCA cycle to me or plan, do, check, that, plan, do, check, act cycle to me. So I just, I just really love this, this methodology. So if you want to try to do this on your own, I encourage you to pick up a copy of the book. You can also get links to all the different tools. Those are available for free and I've got links for that. But so here's a couple of tips. One, make some copies of these, of these tools and, and, and practice using them. You can use the tools on you. You can use it on your spouse. You can use it on your team. And then the other thing that I would, I would share with you is sit down with your kids and walk them through the tools so that they can see what you're trying to do. Um, and who knows, maybe at some point, I've got young kids. I don't think they'll start using these tools anytime soon, but, but maybe they'll be thinking about it. And maybe there's some future state where they're using these tools uh, on themselves and with their friends and ultimately with their children to, to, to get at what the root cause of the, of the issue is, not just the, not just the symptom or the behavior. Next up, we're going to be tackling the tool called Taking Time for Training. I love this one. If you like what you're hearing, I hope you'll uh, I hope you subscribe to get the latest episode. You can click a button there on the website if you want or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, feel free to share this with any parents and grandparents, aunts, uncles, teachers, anybody that you think might find what we're talking about here useful. If you really like what we've got here, I'd love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and, and leave a review for us. That would be super cool. And then finally, I hope that my good friend Jesus blesses you with peace in your heart, wisdom in your spirit, and just a whole lot of laughter in your belly. Until next time, you take care.